So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the multifamily legacy podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Super excited that you're here today. Today we have a, a returning guest. I think he's on episode number 25, almost three years ago. And, you know, he had really just started into the multifamily space and he has just grown phenomenally. And you're going to really learn that it is the power of systems and processes that uh, has allowed my next guest to really prosper. So I would like to uh, invite you guys uh, to listen to Mr. Randy Lawrence. Randy has been in the business since 2003, started off doing fix and flips and for quite some time and then transitioned to apartments. He's also owned like, you know, a lot of quads and, and stuff like that, but really didn't go big into the multifamily space until about four or five years ago. And he's just done a phenomenal job. I think you're going to really learn a lot about him and and really the process that I think most investors go through and how you can scale up your business to grow and to, uh, to just do amazing things. So with that said, let's welcome Randy to the show. Randy, hey brother, welcome to the show, man. Awesome, man. Praise the Lord. Good to see you, my brother. I'm uh, glad that we can connect. I I know we tried to do it pre-COVID uh, in March as the world was falling apart, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it imploded and everything got crazy. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm so glad to have you on. So what's funny is, Randy, it's been almost so. I had you one of my first early guests yep. when I first started this podcast like three years ago. Yep. And you were on the journey. You just, I wouldn't, you were probably maybe a year into the journey. Yeah. You kind of knew, I think you had like maybe four yeah. assets. I'm not sure how many yeah. units, but three it was or four, four, yeah. Yeah, three or four assets. And, but you had focus, you had vision, and you knew where you, you wanted to go. And I look at you today, you have 14 yeah. beautiful assets. And I would love to talk about, you know, in a three-year period of time, that's actually going pretty fast, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and would love to learn how you scaled up your business. For sure, man. Well, absolutely, brother. And, uh, you know, so I think I, I go back to, you know, I started off in 2003. My original mentors then... Uh, were multifamily guys. They had a couple thousand doors that they owned outright. And so that was always kind of part of that mindset. And then so we did, I probably did, I don't know, 15 or 20, you know, small complexes, four units, 12 units, 20 units, those kind of things. Yep. But then I think the bigger training, if you will, came through probably also doing about a thousand homes during that time of buy, fix and sell. And what that did is it really began, especially going through the, you know, seven, eight, nine kind of economic collapse, 
really through that baptism of fire, it forced me to become more strategic and more systems oriented, you know, that everything that we do is systematic. And so when we started approaching to go, okay, the larger complex is, you know, 75 to 200 unit, everything we do, it wants to be done with a systematic approach. And, yes. you know, and, and I think that that's critical in any business and especially, you know, this business, because there's definitely, you know, quite a number of moving pieces. Starting off what I said, okay, from the systematic pieces, we're going to have a four-legged stool where we have the private equity company, which is, you know, dealing with raising money, working with investors. You know, we'd had investors working with us, you know, all the way back to 2003. So that wasn't new to us. Yep. Number two is to have a well-integrated uh, acquisitions team where we're consistently having a, a system to acquire properties. Yep. Uh, and then the third leg was to then have the operations focus to oversee the ongoing uh, oversight and implementation of the plan. And then the fourth leg was dispositions where we're okay, we're, we're prepping the property to exit, whether it's refinance or sell. And so when we really worked through that beginnings, that was the focus. All right, we want to create the process for each of those. And so yes. even though I may have been a beginning agent in one of those processes, I did it with a mindset of documentation of what I'm doing with an intention that somebody's going to come in and replace me. Yes. So I remember I had one of our, it was a COO guy at the time. We'd given him a project. He didn't work out and I'll, you'll see why, but like uh, I gave him a project and, and it entailed part of the project was going to be, he probably had to call 20, 30 people, you know, that were potential vendors and stuff like that. And he's kind of looking at me like when he come back and it wasn't like fully baked, uh, like, well, I don't have this done. And I'm like, well, why not? And it's like, yeah, well, why not? these people here. And it's like, well, who's going to call him? I said, what the hell, man? Who do you think's going to call him? Me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you. are going to call him. It's like, yeah. that's what I did when I, like, when we went into a new market, like I'm connecting with brokers. I'm connecting with the top people before right. our acquisitions guy did it. You're getting I, all the team put together I, in that new marketplace. For sure, right? And and sometimes what I think it is, people want to get away from having to wrestle in the mud, right? Like you yes. got to get down and get dirty to, to lay the foundation. The foundation is laid in the mud. Yes. And, and so, and ultimately with that guy, like he wasn't a guy willing to get down in the mud, so he was gone. But I, I just share that story because it's like, I know sometimes people maybe are listening, they're the one guy doing the thing. But yeah. it's like, even if you're the one guy doing the thing, you're doing it under that vision and that mindset that you're gonna replace yourself. Yeah, now, so that's the part I just love what you just said because, and for everybody listening, pay attention to this because this, this really is where the riches is, is not only, you know, he said he's, he's working himself out of the job because a lot of times when we first start, we're wearing all the hats or, or most of the hats, right? And the goal is to get the hats off that, that are not your genius zone, yes. right? Or to get to the level where you just like, I want to actually just be the owner, yeah. right? And to do that, the only way to do that successfully is process mapping. Yeah. In other words, have and a process is not something in your head, by no, the way. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just said that to a guy today. He's talking to me about some financial numbers. I'm like, do you got that? I, and I said it just like this, a little crass. It was for emotional effect. I'm like, do you got that shit on paper? Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, and I said, like, dude, it's either yes or no. Right. And yeah. the answer was no. I said, then it's not done. 
it's in your it's, head and it's on some chicken scratch pad. I said, that is not sufficient. And he's like, I understand. And I agree. And it's like, dude, look, that's what it needs to be every time. Yeah. And where did you really learn that? Where, where did you come? Like, what made you get into process mapping in that like kind of type of detail? Yeah. So it's really not a sexy thing and it's not a like, wow, hey, I want to like, that's the thing. But it was really in probably 2000, maybe probably 2008, I read the book, The E-Myth, and yep. we're going through all these economic difficulties in the country and especially Florida, residential real estate in Florida, like fell off the cliff. Including, yeah, same thing with Arizona. It was yeah, like 50% off, right? 50% off. And then including even small apartment complexes that we had at the time still, man, they got hammered too. Um, but I read this book, The E-Myth, and I'm like, holy smokes, I'm the baker. The baker was the person running around doing all the stuff and telling the the other people, mix the flour, da, 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 you know what I mean? And so yep. what yep. I realized at that moment was like, wow, yes, we've got processes. We had a $5 million company at the time, but it's like the core process was not mapped out clearly and so that led to people often having to refer back to me as that chief hub. Yeah. And I realized. And you become, like, and you become the cog. Yes, you all of a sudden uh, realize that I'm the cog. Well, yeah, you're limiting the ability to grow because under that principle, here you are is this, this hub and the spokes keep coming back to you. And it is a block point. It's a, it's, it's, it's a choke point. Yeah. And so. Like even for me, like at the time, my wife and I were starting triathlons. I'd got an injury, didn't continue on. She went on to become an Ironman. But in this time of that, we were in the uh, the community we lived in was a, like an Olympic-sized pool. And as we're swimming, doing the training, I'm like literally every time I'm taking a stroke, I'm like just as God is a master of the universe, I am a master of systems and process, right? Because yeah. I, I, I hadn't really done that before even in the money management company that we own i really wasn't engaged in that there was other people doing that but so now it fell to me when i read that book i realized wow i need to begin being the architect of this and so it started with developing the right mindset and that's where every time i take those strokes during that training i'm ingraining into my mind just like the sun rises every morning and yes. god is a master of systems so am i and and it began to shape the way I believe about myself and the way I see things. And so I begin over time to begin to see everything through the lens of a system or process. Dude, that is powerful. That is powerful, Randy. I always say even my company has had a rebirth in this. Uh, we just we actually had a, a person physically take us through the traction EOS process, which yeah. is really mapping and really charting what your business looks like. Yep. And then the next step is really documentation of your systems and processes. And we are now full bore bent on doing it all, like yeah. process and putting it on paper. We even created, it's called the knowledge base, That's right? That's awesome. So the Kahuna knowledge base is now where we keep, and it's very, uh, you know, we've had to like be smart about it. how if we were a new person coming in and we said hey what do i do this how do you find it in the knowledge base yes right it's got to be easy in departments yeah right and then sections and you're that's like okay beautiful. boom there we go yeah that, and, um, i mean that's a great point because even too now 
you've got a clearly organizational aspect for anybody that's new to come in and, and be able to see it and begin to work from it. And you know, the other thing I think that as you were speaking that is it made me think about one of our core values is can I constant and never ending improvement. Like in an honest way, I'm probably never happy with the system where it's at, right? And I tell that to our people, it's like, look, our job is the constantly and never ending improvement. And that means that, you know, this year is gonna be where you can find a way to make it better than last year. And as we make changes to improve or we implement a new software, then now you update the process and then find out a way to better uh, make the process more efficient. And, you know, people don't like doing that, but it's like, the truth be told, it's not an option. You know what I mean? It's just- It's not an option, Randy, is it? And when your whole team grabs onto that concept, yeah. something magic happens. It, yeah, it is that, because like, you know, we use, uh, uh, and again, in our space, I don't know that there's just a one and done system, you know what I mean? So it's again, yep. so we use Podio for kind of uh, lead management follow-up. We have another system that we use for the operations data and all like that. But again, as we use these different systems, it's like that there's training outlines for them that yep. people can follow as a process. And then we document our internal processes in uh, you know kind of a Excel or Word format where it just takes you like you could literally read it and see with screenshots, okay, how to do something, you know? Yeah, and I, I call it always try to make it VA proof. I, yeah. I, like that's our that's job. Cool. Like when we're writing our process maps, we're like, can we send it to the Philippines and can they get it done? Without- well, that's key right there. That's even a better thought process right there because then like that, you're taking somebody with no knowledge and they're able to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing I would say for the person that's listening is like, you know, it doesn't have to be all you. If you're the only one, then yes, it does have to be you. But if you have a team already, you can engage your team. Like, so right now, even too, we have a team of people uh, and, and, and we create a new process. I may be involved in the vision mapping with the person as we discuss in my office and they're taking notes and we're talking about here's what it looks like. And then my injunction to them is like, okay, are we clear? Yes, they. we have a policy called clarify and verify so that you got to clarify, verify, you're on the same page. They go then and map out the process. Yes. And then at the meeting the next week, they report back to me, here's the process. I say, ah, you missed this, you missed that. What about this leg? And they go, oh, okay, yeah. And then now that's the ability to refine the process that they created. Yes, and that is and that is the beauty, exactly. Most people, they struggle with that, right? And really it's because as the visionary, which is what you are and which most people that are listening to this, if you're going to start your company, most of you are probably in that visionary role. Yeah. And so your job, and, and it's really hard for visionaries to actually do the work, okay? Like to actually physically write the process. Mm-hmm. That's very hard. But you can find someone that's really good at that, hire them and say, let me give you my vision. Let me tell you what I think it is. And then I need you to kind of write the process. Are we clear? I love that you said ver- or clarify and verify. Clarify yep. and verify. Yeah. It's a great term, right? Well, and even now the technology can help you. I remember when I started really in 2009, I was flying out to a meeting in California. I had bought Dragon voice recording software because I can talk faster than I can type. And I used the Dragon voice recording software to record stuff to make the beginnings of that process. And even now with like Microsoft Office 365, 
their new updated stuff, it's got auto dictate right in it. So in Word yes. or Excel, you can just click that and bam, speak that beginning structure of a Yeah, document. here's what I'm thinking. I want this, I want it to do this, I want it to do that. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm gonna make a note of this right here. And it's just a way to kind of put your stuff on in a format that then we can manipulate and move and then you can give it to a VA or someone else to help actually create the process. It's, yeah. Process mapping is simpler now than it probably ever has been. And, you know, for the person that's starting off, like, I mean, one, you know, pain and pleasure motivate people, right? So you can have this dream, this vision, and that's pulling you towards it. The pain of maybe never accomplishing it, that's pushing you to get going. And it's like, you may not want to do this with what we're talking about. But if you have a desire to get to any level of scale, like what we're talking about for us or yourself, or even what we're going to do in the future, you're never going to get there without the processes that are solid and right, and the team members that are qualified to be able to execute it. And without both of those, you can't do it. And yeah. having a thought in your mind or a vision in your mind, or, or maybe you're the super good talented guy or gal, you're just not going to be good enough to do it all yourself. It's just yeah. not. So let's talk about team. I, I love this. So now, now you know, we've talked about system process, but now let's yeah. bring people into the equation. Yeah. Right? Because once you add another person, I think business all of a sudden becomes more complicated. Yeah. Right? How do you go about finding the right team members to add to your team? Yeah. So what we've used is a variety of approaches we've had you know, hiring a uh, coach recruiter thing. We've used the uh, zip recruiter kind of deal. In the last probably couple of years, we used WiseHire, uh, which publishes to all the different services, but included in that modeling, it comes back with an initial disk profile test that the applicant takes. The reason that we ended up going with that is because it helped me as the decision maker, because I'm still in that seat. Uh, I could look at the resume. You know, one, it's a very simple, clean thing where it just shows you whether they qualify, whether the personality profile is a match. Maybe their resume looks good, but their profile sucks. So boom, they're out. But yep. then now I can whittle it down from 30 to the three right off the bat. And then now we implement a, a you know, standardized kind of phone interview. And then from there, they move into an in-person interview. And then we have like a workflow test that they do, you know, in office to test their skill level. And, and again, like some of it we do, we throw them into the fire, right? They've had a 45 minute meeting unbeknownst to them. They're like, okay, are you prepared to go upstairs? My office suite is downstairs. Our entire team occupies like half of the top floor. And I'm like, are you prepared to go upstairs and do a workflow test? And they go like that. And I'm like, I see how they respond. You're putting pressure on them. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, yes, right? They don't want to lose the opportunity. So they're like, yes. And then so, bam, we walk upstairs. I escort them to the work area where the other team members are. There's a desk that's prepped. There's a sample work chart here. And then one of these instruction things from the process. And I say, okay, you can read this and do this. And I also tell them, I say, I get that it's a little bit of a pressure right now. Um, but, you know, we want to see what you're able to accomplish on this in the next, whatever it is, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, depending on the work. Right. And then it really, you know, again, we're not looking for them to successfully get the outcome. We're looking to see how they handle the pressure, how they handle the obstacles. Did they Google search to find a, a thing to tell them how to do it? Or did they just come up and go, oh, I don't know what to do? You know, those all those things 
give us an insight of it. You're going to figure out if they're problem solvers, right? Yeah, yeah. And if they're Googliness, like, I, uh, listen, what am I, I always want to say, how strong is your Googliness? Exactly. Right? Like, because it has an answer for just about damn near everything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you get so, stuck, yeah. Uncle Google will probably exactly. tell you how to get there. Yeah. So right. we, we bring them in, you know, once they pass that muster, then, you know, we've brought them in, give them a typically 60-day trial period. And we've had good results, but not all, you know, like, I mean, we brought on an investment administrator. They did well for, you know, 45-ish days. And then it's like, yeah, they're not good. We got to cut them loose. Yeah. Um, but we've got a good team now and we're adding to it. And, uh, you know, it, it really is. Uh, I don't know when you're dealing with human beings, you know, it is part art, part science, yep. and you're doing the very best that you can with the tools, the understanding, um, and, you know, we've had some people that, like, like, they look good, and then they get in, and, man, like, holy smokes, they are just a complete rock star, and yeah. then others where it's like they look good, and then they start to fall down, and, and under pressure, the, the truth comes out, and then you got to... You, you see know, the color. true colors. You're like, yeah. yeah. Well, but here's... I want to just back up, because I was like, think when you were walking through this process, what I want everybody to grab, you can tell that Randy has a true process, because he just took... There's about... Well, I think I counted six steps to your hiring process. Yeah. And you, it really was very methodical on here's what step one is, step two is this... And so, again, now not everybody has that, but listen, again, this is Google. So if you don't have a hiring process, you're trying to figure one out, Google best corporate yeah. hiring processes Boom. or best real estate hiring process for commercial real estate yeah. or, or whatever it is, right? You can figure it out. You can start to get some ideas on how you, you should do it. And again, a lot of it is part art, part science, part uh, luck right yeah it, well just even like this here you're listening to this podcast you hear this wham it hits you like wow that zings it's true now right. you got to take action with it right i mean like that's the deal like and i go back to the can i thing like we used to use zip recruiter i connected together with one of the founders of the wise hire and i saw they did the disc thing Yep. And it's like, that took two steps out of our process for me, right? Yes. It's like, wow, okay, I'm going to go with this because now I don't even have to wait to get to this step. It's included up front. Yeah. And so, and that's where I was sensitive. Ooh, I hear that. Let me yep. meet with you. And now I implement into my process to make my process better and save me time. Yeah, we use a thing called predictive index, which is yeah. a lot of the same, right? It's yep. but that's our first step. Is the first step is you got to go out and take this little test, yeah, um, and then it tells us who they are, and we've already mapped out what the job requirements like in personality, just who people are. We've mapped that out first, so then we only interview nine or tens. Yeah, if you don't yeah. score yeah. that, like we're not even going to waste our time because you're probably not already the right person for the job in your natural state of what you like to do. Well, you just you just hit something on nail on the head right there, right? Some people would better take the devil they know than the devil they don't know. And what I mean by that is like, they'll take somebody that they know or feel comfortable with that's a six and think, oh, we'll, we'll work with it, right? Yeah. And it's like, dude, look, you're never gonna make a six, an eight or a nine, right? Like it just ain't gonna happen. They're a six and there's a reason they're a six. Now you may be able to get a seven and get them up to an eight or a nine, but it's like, you've got to hire the right people, quality people out of the gate 
it'll um, make a the, the difference is not just a little bit it's like exponential oh huge night and day i mean you can have the greatest process in the world but if you don't have the great people to to be able to have the the intellect the drive and the will to, and to breathe life into it right yeah it's like it's not going to be and and you know we intentionally kind of punch you a little bit like you know man you just got punched in the mouth uh figuratively not literally yeah yep so that then it's like are do you have the fortitude and the will to drive past and like because i was just talking to somebody else about this like the truth is you're, you're gonna get punched in the face you're gonna get kicked in the gut it's yep. like that's part of the deal it's like there's obstacles there's hurdles there's challenges it's just and, like entrepreneurship yeah i mean <laughs> you know it's like you know, and part of our culture is like, you got to get the result. It's like, and, and we have an agreement internally and externally. It's like, we don't really give a crap about what you tried to do. It's what you did in yeah. getting the result that matters. And so, you know, that's part of the thing that if you're going to become part of the culture, you got to have that same kind of DNA of drive. Well, let's segue to culture real quick. Yeah. So I think that's a great segue in the other piece of people and how you retain them and keep them. And really, I think more people today are looking for not just a job, but yeah. something they could believe in and relate to. And that's called culture. Yeah. How sure. did you guys create the culture in your company, Randy? Well, and, and and what is that culture? Yeah, for sure. So the, the two things that drive us are missionally based. You know, one is that we are genuinely looking to transform the lives of the people that live in our communities. Like we are looking Many of these people are gonna be renters for life and we're looking to provide them a better quality of life. So as a day-to-day -day impact, me and or my team members are genuinely improving the lives of thousands of other human beings. And so that's one of it. The second piece of it is that we're transforming the lives of people that invest with us. We've had people that have invested with us for 17 years, that they've made double digit returns and never lost uh, any capital. And it's changed their life. Just like I know folks that have invested with you in the same, it's changed their life. And I, it's I, the I've best feeling people, in the world like, to do that, to give what, that to people. What would, what would your financial picture be like if over the last, call it almost 20 years, you never lost any money and you always made double digit returns? It's like everybody is like, I'd have so much more money. And yeah. so that becomes a twofold focus as a mission. It's like that that's our heart cry is we're going to change people's lives. So now when people come on, that's discussed in that interview process and our core values of, you know, excellence, can I, uh, being uh, self-sacrificing to get the result, uh, having that willingness to go above and beyond, you know, all those kind of core values that we operate by, that's part of it. And, you know, are you It almost willing? becomes your war cry, huh? It is, yeah. And so that again, like when, you know, and we get testimonials from investors or from residents, and that becomes part of our team meeting to kind of keep refreshed because, you know, people are, yes, motivated, like you said, to, to work for a good job or a good income or whatever, but more and more people want a larger calling or a larger purpose than just that day-to-day -day thing. It can't just always be about money because once you have money, or it, it becomes very fleeting. So then yeah. it's got to be, do I matter? Do I make a difference? Yeah, and, and, right? and, and part of that for us in that kind of core value is that willingness and desire to really grow. I challenge people on that in that final interview, you know, do you want to grow? So because this environment that we're in, 
will stretch you. It will, it will be demand more of you than what you have right now. And it yeah. will force you to grow. And it's like, and I'm honest with people. I'm like, do you want that? Because if yeah. you don't want that, this is not the home for you. Yeah, this because, is not the environment, right? Because yeah, we're, we're getting ready to I, I'm go. I'm actually considering, I, I thought about this just this past week and even talking to it, it's clearly God's intent, is Amazon, they do a thing that after like 60 days, they offer you money to leave. Like, I'm going to pay you to leave. I'm going to, in Jesus' name, I'm going to implement that because like, we want to give you like, hey, look, you've got a test for a taste for this thing. It's already stretched you in the first 60 days. I'm willing to give you X amount of dollars if you want to leave right now. Yeah. And it's like, because then you weed out even too. It's like, no, no, I want to grow. I want to be a part of this. Well, yeah, then they are they're, 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 they snuck in. They just said, whoa. And, and what testimony is that? They offered me money to leave, but I yeah. stayed. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. It's like, I yeah, I think we probably vision. do it like a month's salary. We'll give you a month's yes. salary. Yes. To leave. to leave. Dude, isn't that powerful? For sure. You know, dude, that is powerful. You know, think bro. about this. Like, let's say if I'm paying this person, I don't even know, let's call it 60 grand. That's five grand. I'd rather give them five grand to leave than to be stuck with subpar, mediocre, mediocre performance. Yes. Next, you know, it's going to cost me less Three, four, money. Five. Yes. You're making money actually when you do and that. They leave. You know, so <laughs> that's yeah. stepping out into it, brother. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. Praise the Lord. That's uh, that's awesome. That, yeah, because it's you know you gotta have the longer I get in the game, and maybe the older I get and the wiser I get, is you gotta have the right people, and the best people is the best. You know what yes. I mean? Like yeah, and and. And I'm guilty of. And they're out there too, and they're looking for people like us, you, Randy, yeah. that they want to be a part of something like that in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And once well, and you can find it, maybe oh that's gosh. listening, they say, "Well, Randy, I, you know, Corey, I, I don't have the money, maybe like you guys do, to hire that person." You can figure it out whether it's giving them a, a base salary and a percentage of the increase, or maybe it's making a partnership, or. You know, there's any number of ways you can figure it out. It's not a lack of resources. Yeah. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. It's preventing you from getting that person on the team. Yep. It really is. And, and it's really just a, a matter of, of commitment to it. And listen, again, be resourceful. Figure it out. And it's called a journey. It's The real estate yeah. is a journey. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like start and finish. Yeah. You'll always be on the journey. There'll always be more people that, that you want to hire or, you know, systems, that is, things that you want to, you know, kind of get more niches. The great thing about this business is as you grow and grow and grow, you can actually start getting more refined and finding very particular skill sets to do certain 100%. aspects that do it at a very high level. Yeah. And that's, I think, the next uh, that's refining your process to a very high degree. Yeah. But in the beginning, um, you know, just adding one more person to your team doesn't mean you just got one. It could be like equal five. One yeah. plus one equals five. No, for sure. And I think that in the, the role of scaling as we've grown and continue to grow, you've got to have the processes and the right people in place ahead of the growth so that you're not having all kinds of problems. Yes. And so even if you're a one man or a one woman band right now, you can begin to, you know, map out who is the next person I need to bring on the team. 
What and, does it look like? What does my growth look like, right? Exactly, yeah. And who and should that, I hire next? For sure, and be strategic. That's why I said to you, it's like, I already know we're hiring another asset manager Q4 starting now. We're hiring another person Q1. We're hiring an operations person Q1. It's like, these are all things that are done, mapped out over what's playing out over the next 24 months. You know, uh, office uh, space uh, layout, that's all being mapped out and already done mapped out over the next 24 months, you know? And so is. that's part of what it is. You know, people say, oh, I wanna be a beast or whatever they wanna be. You know, it requires discipline, strategic focus. It requires uh, daily execution. And then you can become a beast. It's like that kind of. You go back to your swimming analogy. I yeah. was thinking like you're just a stroke, stroke, just like being consistent with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the, you know, that's the thing. Lesson. The result is what everybody looks at and says, wow, that's sexy. The daily stuff that goes into it, most people look at and go, ah, I don't like that, you know. Yeah. And I've learned, look, you've got to flip your mind around and love the process, love what it does for you to make you better. And it's like every day I'm looking to become a better version of myself. And then the results happen. And you get joy and happiness out of it, Absolutely. right? Find yeah. your joy and happiness through, like, listen, there's always times that to be harder and sometimes they're better. All that stuff goes and ebbs and flows. Um, just like the COVID you know, crisis, it'll, it'll be gone. We'll look back at it and be like, gosh, remember that time? But we go through it. But scaling up and the way you've done it and very being very methodical about it is a gem. And I just want to just tell you from the bottom of my heart, I really just want to thank you for kind of opening up your business model a little bit. Absolutely. Brother. And letting I'm, us take a peek in. For sure. I'm glad to and glad that we could connect together. And it's awesome to see too, just how you have been instrumental in, in helping so many others as well on their journey. And that, that's really what it is. It's a journey. And so I commend you, brother, for, for all that you've accomplished and all the people that, that you help, bro. Yeah. Randy, so if people are looking to um, learn about more about your company and what you guys do, where can they find you at? Yeah, you can connect together with us. Our website is uh, www.pcpre.net. And that's real simple. It stands for uh, Prosperity Capital Partners Real Estate. And so you can go there, check us out. You know, there's a contact button where you can contact with us, connect with us. Uh, we've also got the Real Estate Preacher podcast where you can check that out and you know, hear content uh, on there as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a couple of last questions just to kind of rapid fire yeah. here. But um, if you could change anything about your business that you, when you first started to up in Danelle, what would it, what would you have done differently? I would have, uh, you know, it's definitely the systems thing and started with a systems focus. But then also I would say equally as important is hiring and willing to pay the most that I could for the best people. That hurt me in the beginning. You know, you try to hire cheap because maybe you don't have any money. And instead of figuring out how to hire somebody better, you settle for less. And it just makes you work a lot It always harder. costs you more, right? It is. It is. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and I get it, right? Like, I understand it now. It's like, well, Randy, I don't have the money. It's like, you got to figure out how to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, what What's a good book that you've read recently that gave you some juice? Uh, I would say the 80-20 principle. I can't remember the author right now, but it is a great book. It goes off of the Pareto principle. 
you've got to focus on the 20% that moves 80% of the needle. In every area of our life, including church and nonprofit organizations, 20% drives 80%. And so yeah. you need to figure out in your business or your endeavors, what's your 20%. And I've been, that's been a kind of, that's a probably a ninja superpower for me over all the years. I recognize that from my degree in economics way back in college that the Pareto principle is true through and through. So I've had a, yep. at least a bent towards focusing on that. And then I've been more hyper-focused on just focus on the stuff that really moves the needle. And last question is, what advice would you give new people or motivate them or give them some motivational stuff uh, to how to be successful? For sure. I would say one, if you are looking at this business, you see the results for somebody like Corey or myself, that's proof that it's possible. So your dream is possible. And that's where you've got to one, begin to believe that and then begin to know it and then begin to have it ingrained in your being that it is possible in the vision, the outcome is real. And then the second piece of that is to connect together with the right mentor that's where you want to be so that you can learn to cut down 10 years to two years, you know, and, and those are critical things that I would absolutely encourage in. Oh, man. That's great, gems. Randy, thank you for your time. Guys, listen, uh, success, business, multifamily, scaling up, all these things are possible, but it first has to happen in your mind. Your mind is the biggest, powerfulest tool that you'll ever have in your lifetime. And the problem is most of us have the switch turned off. I'm telling you right now, turn that thing on, open up, get the power going, get the juices flowing, because you can have everything you want in life, but you have to choose and you have to believe. If you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible.